Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcasts with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 155 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Burchell. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, it's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts on what we discuss on the podcast. It's just our own personal views, although we do look into things that you guys ask us to look into. If you'd like to support the podcast, and if you can afford to, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. Okay, so we normally start off with a bit of news, and it has been good news, Chris, in fairness, over the past couple of podcasts. But today, it's a little bit of, it's not good or bad news, it's a bit of a warning. As you know, I pre- if you don't know, I present a morning show, a breakfast show on Pure Radio Tipperary. And over the June Bank Holiday weekend, we were reporting on a checkpoint on the M7. There was the Tipperary Divisional Roads Policing Unit, accompanied by a dog unit, local guardie, and they were carrying out structured checkpoints on the M7, on the Nina Road. Functions that they were carrying out included mandatory intoxicating testing for drugs and alcohol, in which two arrests were actually made on the day. They were doing drug searches. Driver's license and insurance offences were being taken into account. Tires of vehicle safety checks. And when it came to motorhomes, they were checking weights, not of all, but of some motorhomes. They were also equipped with the latest ANPR technology and their ever-reliable mobility app, which allows them to carry out extensive checks on the roadside. So it is happening out there. And the reason I was bringing this up was we were only talking about weights on the last couple of shows when I went and did the video on the weights. So I don't know. We we drove down to Clifton Eco Park on Bank Holiday Friday and I was emptied the water. I did all the things I said I was going to do to get the weights down and we never even saw a guard on the road. But that's it. You don't know. So you're just better off to be safe than sorry, you know. Especially on a bank holiday weekend, because there's always yeah. extra checks at bank holiday weekend anyway. In general, yeah, yeah. But at any time, you just want yeah. to be aware of how much yeah, weight well, you're carrying. When, when we got to Eco, I filled up the water tanks. Now, as it happened, I wasn't well for the weekend, and we came home the next day. But before leaving, I drained the water tank. So I think it's a habit I'm going to get into now. I don't have to worry about the bee because it's plated at almost five ton. I'll never, oh, we could have a party in that and we wouldn't be all alone. <laughs> you fit but the whole camping crew into it. Easily, easily. I am from now on going to be very, very cautious of the uh, the weight of the van going forward. Um, if I'm not going to use a gazebo, I'm not going to bring the gazebo. So just again, getting back onto the weights, that was a guarded checkpoint on the Nina Cork Road. That, no, sorry, it would have been the M7 was the Nina Limerick Road. So mm. just again, be mindful they may not stop you ever, but then again, you could be the next one to get stopped. Just be safe out there uh, and know your weight, you know. Um, there was a, an article in the double, in the, sorry, the Dungarvan Observer that somebody sent on to us as well, and it had a dramatic headline on it saying, Overnight Campervan Parking Banned at the Lookout. I'll read a little bit of it. It said, Motorhome owners are, are encouraged to use designated facilities. So they said, signage has gone up around the lookout, banning campervans and motorhome parking motorhomes from parking overnight at that location. Now, the senior roads engineer, Gabriel Hines, had said that new signage was installed to ensure the area won't be overrun with overnight campervan parkings, but he also said that they have three designated spaces at the lookout, which do allow for overnight parking, and seven additional spaces down in Quans, which I know you've done a video of before mm-hmm. as well. So he said, look, it's a residential area, so they must have had a, a lot of complaints. It was unclear as to whether the spaces are, the tree spaces are being removed or is it just anybody parking outside of the tree designated yeah. spaces? 
the headline is, but then that's what sells papers. The headline has to be dramatic, doesn't it? Overnight oh, campervan camp parking banned at the lookout. lookout. But basically reading that, what, what Mr. Hines was saying is, look, the three spaces are there. Anybody else is going to be clamped or towed or fined or whatever, which in fairness, I'm all for. Um, because of this, I'm actually going to be on WLR radio this coming Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. WLR would be the local Waterford and Garvin radio station chatting about camping in general and about how successful Quans is. Yeah, and he did say at the end, he said, look, however, it's not possible to provide unlimited overnight parking with considerable um, competing demand for um, for parking spaces. Therefore, he's advising owners that when they arrive up and there's no space available, that they use the private facilities in the vicinity of the town, mm-hmm. which are the, all, all the campsites kind of close by. Yeah, well, again, we did do a video on Quans, and I did mention on the video because as I was recording the video, one or two residents came over to me. There's seven designated spaces. If you're the eighth camper, please, please don't park in the car spaces because that's just giving the locals proper ammunition to say, look, now I was looking at that as because there's room for improvement, there's room for extensions. And maybe the council said, let's put in seven, see how it goes. Like with Cove, let's put in five, there's now 30. So maybe over the next year or two, the other spaces may be allocated to camper vans without taking away from cars. But please, any of these places, if you're in Cove and you're number 31, go somewhere else. If you're in Garvin at Quans and you're number seven, please go somewhere else. And like the Mr. Hines said, you've got the likes of the getaway just out the road and there are other camping facilities in around the Dungarvan area. Please don't overcrowd the areas that we have been given. That's it, yeah. And if, certainly if there's signs saying no overnight camping, yeah. you know, just uh, a bedo signs. So um, you've got to, you've got to read us something about uh, Donegal, Aaron. Yeah, I'm getting very mixed reactions about Donegal. We read a, a couple of weeks ago that uh, there's there's uh, applications gone in for parking, and then we're reading that Donegal County Council are putting in height barriers. But here's one uh, from Motorhome Airs and Park of Ireland Facebook group, which I'm one of the admins on. Donegal County Council Tourism Incentive. Caravan camping, caravan and motorhome facility grant scheme available for 2022. Now, we mentioned, I think it was on last week's show, that KPMG had done research and they were saying that there was about 11 million spent over the year by motorhomes slash campervans slash caravanners in Donegal. As a result of the recommendation set out in the KPMG future analysis report into caravan and camping sector in Donegal, Donegal County Council will now provide financial support via the Caravan, Camping, Campervan and Motorhome Facilities Grant Scheme 2022 for businesses to increase the number of overnight accommodation facilities for the sector in the location currently underserved in the county. Stage two is now open to voluntary organisations. The report into the caravan and camping sector in Donegal can be viewed at Caravan, Camping, Caravan and Motorhome Sector Study. The closing date to get your hands on a few, Bob, is June 30th of this year. So there's now grants available to businesses and voluntary organisations who want to avail of putting in spaces in Donegal. Yeah, and I do think that's a a, a great idea. Um, you know, it, it helps probably free up more spaces in the areas where they're putting up height barriers and putting in proper parking facilities. When I say proper parking facilities, I mean wider parking spaces with facilities like black water, grey water, fresh water, you know, that kind of facilities. And 
you know, and, uh, you know, if, if they're reasonable enough price-wise, I think people will pay them, you know. And I think we would be happy with facilities as in the water facilities. I think the biggest thing we need is the black water disposal. A lot, and I'm going to say possibly 80% of camper van and motorhome owners have solar. So they really don't care if they're plugged in or not. So it's really if they provide us with grey, black and fresh water, you would. You'd pay for it. Yeah, that's it. Like Absolutely. We're self-sufficient with everything else. And, um, you know, the grey water um, would be, if you're going to stay a few days, it's nice to be able to just uh, empty that in a, a friendly, environmentally friendly manner rather yeah. than um, somewhere you're not supposed to or not wanted, you know. Well, let's watch the Donegal news coming in. If you're up in that area and you know of somebody who's going to avail of the grant, we would love to talk to them here on the podcast. We'll give you the contact details at the end of the podcast. Again, speaking of podcasts, this is what episode 155. If you remember back in 153, the subject has come up again and again. We're at 153. We were talking about the prices of the pricing of camping in Ireland. And Jamie from Doonbeg was on to explain why he as a campsite owner charges what he charges, the hidden costs and stuff like that. Myself, Charlie and Deirdre are off to France uh, in July and we're heading over for just short of three weeks. So I was booking the campsites over the past few days and I was very surprised with the pricing. We don't normally go in July, we normally go in June. But I will tell you, over the three weeks, we're staying in three campsites. Now, Deirdre's brother has a house there, so we're staying in his house for a week. But of the three campsites, I think we're doing two nights, three nights, three nights, and I've still two nights to book. The first campsite is €33.86 a night. The next one that we're staying in is €42.20 a night. The next one we're staying in for three nights is €53 a night. Now, one of them is charging me five euro for the car because we're towing the car, but just five euro for the car, not per night. But two of them are charging me for Charlie. One is charging me four euro a night for Charlie and another one is charging me five euro a night for Charlie. Now, my French is brutal, so I didn't even <laughs> argue. I realised we were lucky to get the sites because July I was getting booked, booked or could only give me two nights. And so... 33, 42, 53, including your dog. Now, they're all with electric hookup. But that's you, some difference. Did you book those online or did you ring up? I, I What I do is I go online, I book to see the availability, and then I ring. So I rang. The first one at 3386 is in Le Mans Saint-Michel. And um, by the way, it's our anniversary today. We stayed there on our honeymoon. Congrats. So we wanted to stay there again. And when I rang the lady, she had no availability for the dates that I was talking about. And she's very good English. She was very good. And then she was on the computer. And I said, oh, we've stayed there before. Oh, yes, Mr. Burchill, you were here for your honeymoon. Leave it with me. And she rang me back and got us a pitch. It's a beautiful pitch. We know where we're staying. So she was fine. The next one didn't have availability. So I rang them. And she said, oh, yes. She says, we have availability. There's a cancellation. And I got the three nights. The third one, there was something with the third one. Oh, the third one I could only book for a week. You have to book the, during July and August. It's only a week. And I said, no, I only need three days. And I said, look, we were there for a honeymoon. And she went back on the system. And she said, I'll have to check. And I was on hold for about five minutes. And she came back and she said, right. My manager said, because you were here. And I told her, I, I told a fib. I said, I was reliving our honeymoon because we're 10 years married this month. And this is what I was going. And they said, because of that. So they're letting us stay for the three nights where it should be five. 
and she's not charging me for the five, although at that flipping price, 53 yeah. euros, she probably say is. She is. <laughs> no, that was the price on the site, but it yeah. just said you have to book the week. So, look, it seems to be the way the, the way things are going, that even in France, things have gone up. But we don't normally go in July, Chris. So maybe we normally go in June. So maybe these are the July prices. Well, I suppose the beauty of France is there are lots of other options. Well, those are probably like top tier campsites with all oh, their are. full facilities. Yeah. Yeah, you also are. have the airs and you have the French yeah. passions and lots, lots of other options as well. Yeah. I wouldn't be a lover of the passions. They're the ones where you stay on a farm because that's that's like wild camping. And the main reason why I'm not a lover of that in France is we're towing the car. So yeah. I, and that's why I avoid airs. We're towing the car. But yeah. I did download a new app. Uh, which is called Camping Car Park. And I have put credit on it and you get a card and you get a, a paper map and you get a physical map like the Motorhome Parking Ireland map, but for France. And you put in your area and it'll show you campsites, airs, municipal campsites and the cost per night. And you can book it on your phone. It'll tell you availability. So there's only two nights I haven't booked. We're sailing home on the Tuesday. I have nothing for the Sunday and the Monday. I'm deliberately not booking anything. I'm going to use that app so I can tell you how that goes uh, after the holidays. So, yeah, look, the prices seemingly have gone up. But as I said, we normally go in June. This is July and maybe they are July prices. It sounds like it. Yeah. And I can understand why some of those bigger campsites will want the week. The site shored up yeah. for the week. But look, yeah. Still does seem steep like for the. France was always known for being very reasonable yeah, prices, yeah. wasn't it? I, I think 28 was the most. But now in saying that, I haven't been to France for three years. So, you yeah. know, since, since COVID. So it's creeped up and just yeah. noticing it. Yeah. I'm hopefully going to review the campsites. There are different laws about walking around with cameras in public. I'm looking into that at the moment. But hopefully on Charlie and me, I, I would hope that all three campsites will be on our videos after the holiday season. OK, so that's interesting. No, it'll be interesting to see what the breakdown is when mm. you get there and that if there are any extras that weren't mentioned. Um, we spoke a few weeks back about um, sat-navs and mainland Europe. And on the back of that, uh, David Adarty sent us on a message sharing his experience. So I'll give it a readout. It's very interesting. He said, hi, folks, I'm a bit behind listening to the podcast. However, a note on how I have done the navigation for most of my 20 years plus of travelling in mainland Europe by car and then camper. As you stated very clearly in the podcast, no system is perfect. Even the best systems are on occasions quite likely to lead you up a garden path, almost literally. However, my experience using the SIGIC offline maps actually served me extremely well. Like you said, uh, be realistic. If it doesn't look right, don't do it, don't go there. And that's when I take out the phone and check with Google Maps to see if they agree. If there's a dispute, then Google Maps gets to call it. All SIGIC versions are downloaded and therefore available as offline maps on your device. There is a version that is available in a trucks and camper version, but I have never used that, mainly because I just use the backup of Google Maps and it's much more uh, expensive than the regular version. As far as I know, all the subscriptions are based on a lifetime ownership of the app, together with three years of quarterly map updates. The maps can be downloaded as individual complete country maps or for specific countries uh, in regions. There are numerous add-ons available at reasonable additional costs and um, a very significant range of POIs are part of the downloads. But if you have online access, uh, the POI list gets even more refined. Um, my personal setup for the van is a 10-inch Android tablet, but of course Apple versions are all avail available. 
A cheap tablet can do the job perfectly well. The only proviso being that it has GPS, a compass, and is all, a compass also very beneficial, but not essential. You can choose the maps that you require and just download them. Um, I personally like the overall look of Citric. For larger cities, it uses a 3D visual map that enhances the look even more. Plus, there are many um, other elements that can be specifically configured. The version I have is based on a one-off price with free quality maps. As far as I know, the only versions available now to our subscription. However, there is a seven-day free trial if you want to try of the Sigic available for download and that you can give a go. He said, I think it's well worth it. Um, it's well worth Helen and the others who are asking, checking out Sigic uh, app. Best regards, David Doherty. Well, are you familiar with the Sigic maps? No, it's that one I used. I'm definitely going to have a look at it and give the, the trial a run. If any of you guys use it or again, like David getting back to us on a previous topic, if you want to get back chatting to us about what kind of sat nav that you use or Google Maps or whatever, please do. We'll give you the contacts at the end of the show. Yeah, looking at two versions in the Apple App Store, they have the Sigic GPS, that's S-Y-G-I-C, Sigic GPS Navigation and Maps. And there's a separate app then called Sigic GPS Truck and Caravan. So I presume that's probably the one that's favoured for the... Um, uh, for more that, but I'm going to try just the basic one and, and give it a go. Uh, the 3G effect looks pretty neat on it. I think. Now, are these available for Ireland? Are these available for the world? Yeah, they're available for different. It's not this isn't just a, a European thing we're talking about, a French thing or a, a mainland Europe. No, watch this space. Okay, right. You download it, and <laughs> I'll we'll try talk it out. Yeah. We'll talk about it soon. Eugene was on through Facebook and he was talking about Kaleidoscope. Of course, festivals now are a boo. Hopefully next week we will be talking to Louise from Van Tastival. As everybody knows by now, tickets are on sale. Some of the artists have been confirmed. The lists are out there. But I'll be interviewing her this coming Sunday. And hopefully on next week's show, we'll tell you about Van Tastival. But Eugene was on talking about Kaleidoscope. He was on to you during the week. Yeah, he just sent a message to say that uh, hi, I'm atten- he, he sent a message to the guys at Kaleidoscope asking about facilities and that and they reply back to him said um you can arrive at your camper van or, or caravan on thursday the 23rd the day before from 5 p.m onwards they said there's no um uh, electric uh, or water hookup but there will be gray water areas and they'll have toilets and showers on site um he asked about um uh, about anything else that they need to know and he said um this is according to the Kaleidoscope message that we don't allow camper vans or caravans to use any of their cooking facilities <laughs> due to health and safety risks for other campers. So it's uh, raw food for the weekend. Uh, it's um, for the risk of other campers as it's quite a tight area and there are so many children and toddlers on site. But if you bring your own barbecue, ideally charcoal barbecue, then you can use that in the designated fire safe zone. I hope this helps. Right. So if we, we, we've actually spoken about this a while back on yeah, podcasts about yeah. campers not letting you bring the gas facilities on it. Now, uh, and, and, and some nobody came back to say, yeah, we've been stopped. <laughs> Camper vans or caravans are not allowed to use their cooking facilities due to health and safety risk of other campers. Now, I do find, Chris, when I'm on a campsite cooking me breakfast, the amount of flipping kids running through my camper is unbelievable. <laughs> Seriously, now. Oh, yeah, come on. It, it does uh, it does leave it open to a, a, a bit of ridicule there. And, you know, um, wh- oh. whether are they trying to, to force people to eat on site? Yes. Is it just uh, an insurance thing? Maybe no. their insurance is blocking it. OK, 
uh, we're going to Van Tastable in September. We've been to Van Tastable, let's let's just pick a number, at least four or five times. Never once have been told, don't cook in your camper van, do not cook in your tent, do not cook in your caravan. It's a festival. Kaleidoscope is a festival. That's, you have to buy from Billy's Burgers, Billy Bob's Burgers over there in the corner. If I go be in my B-Ball or in my motorhome to Kaleidoscope, I'm going to be cooking my breakfast at half eight in the morning. Be interesting they going to police it? That's why I was just going to ask if anybody's going there on the 24th to the 26th, um, you might report back and let us know, uh, did somebody come along and haul away all your gas and give it back to you when you were leaving? Please do let us know. Let's put a note somewhere, Chris, that on the, the Wednesday after Kaleidoscope, we asked the question again. Please do. Or in fact, the fact that Eugene is going. Eugene, let us know if they do confiscate your gear or if you just get back to us after the festival. But enjoy. Yeah, and I do want to say, just on behalf of Stephen Aaron, we're not in any way asking people to break the rules. No. Oh, no. That's but just with their ticket. So if the rules say don't bring your gas, we're telling you don't bring your gas. However, if you do bring your gas and you don't get stopped and you do manage to cook, will you let us know about it? That's all I want to know. Uh, speaking of camping, Charlie and me this Friday, we've no video this morning. Uh, this Friday's video is part two of our Mayo trilogy, and it's a place I've wanted to go for years. It's with thanks to our friends, by the way, at Happy Turf Conversions, who sponsored the Mayo trilogy. We go to Westport House in Westport in County Mayo. They don't allow dogs, according to the website, and when they were into Camping Ireland, book the little dog was crossed out however that is just during july and august full disclaimer and i'm making the video we were invited by westport house we did not pay the fee that i bitch about in the video but that's neither here nor there i was reporting to you guys as a camper at westport house 9 a.m friday morning youtube.com forward slash charlie and me our camping vlog it's a beautiful campsite i will say that and we were blessed with the weather but anyway, it's this Friday morning, Westport House in Westport in County Mayo, 9 a.m. on YouTube. And if you can join us, we will be there live to chat to you. Oh, yeah, we'll be there for the chat, all right? Right, let's get back. Now, people have been getting on to you. Uh, Arlene got in touch about, was it through the Motorhome Locations Facebook group? Yeah, so we're, I put up a, a weekly post about the uh, episodes when they go live and Arlene got in touch. This is on the Motorhome Locations Ireland's group. And she mentioned to us that there's a new location in Argina, uh, Arigna, A-R-I-G-N-A, County Roscommon, that just popped up recently on Park for Night App. Um, the owner is a camper van lover and couldn't be more helpful. The parking area is quite flat. Um, Aaron says it's very quiet and they love the elevated views. Oh, wow. So if anybody wants to check that out now, uh, I, I meant to try and check it out and get some details. If I do, I'll uh, share it on our Twitter or Thing, but it, it sounds like, like nice Arlene one. did. If you come across places like that, be it true park for nights or places that are just because there are a lot of them opening up, please do get in touch. Like James was on the Irish Motorhome Group on Facebook telling us about the Irish Military Museum and Park. Yeah, there's a it looks like a, a new location opened up there. It's in uh, Collon County Mead, just off the M1 exit 11, the Dunlear and Collon exit. Um, they describe it as a six acre camping grounds. Uh, offering a toilet play zone facilities uh, alongside options for both tents as well as uh, camper vans and caravans as well. Um, it sounds like or it looks like the pricing is there is 20 euros per night for um, caravan or motorhome, 20 euros for four man tent, 25 for six man tent and 30 euros for eight man tent. So look, looks like uh, great options there. 
details are at irishmilitarymuseum.com. Now, the chap who owns that was actually on with Joe Duffy on, on RTE1 during the week to say that he may have to close due to insurance costs because it's not an official full-time museum. This is his actual own collection of museums. We're talking tanks. We're talking working tanks, not shooting gun tanks, but moving tanks and everything you need to know. The people who came on to Joe Duffy saying that it's a fantastic place. And then I noticed James did post this up saying that he's now taking camping. So every little thing we could do to help somebody like this survive is going to be it's going to be great for for businesses to survive so it's the irish military museum.com for further details and they now take camper vans caravans and tents with facilities limited facilities i think it's going to be worth a checkout it looks like it look it, it doesn't look a million miles away from dublin as well as somebody wanted somewhere nearby it's worth checking out and um on the web page there's a few photographs there it looks looks pretty nice yeah, well, let's support if we can. And we were talking a couple of weeks back on podcasts about supporting inland. And in fact, I've got, um, if you remember myself and Charlie, we were invited up to Mead Eco Park, which is not too far from that place. And I'm due another run up around Cavan and Mead area, Cavan, Navan, Mead. So maybe I'll just add that to my list and we'll check it out and could have a review coming up on Charlie and me very, very soon. Right, we are coming to an end. Camp life. I like this idea, but I'd rather it for real. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So, for the last few weeks now, uh, with uh, exams and stuff coming up, we haven't been out camping as much as we like. So, missing camping. So, you know, if I'm working away at home or if I'm sitting chilling out of an evening, um, I quite often jump onto YouTube or the Cam app or one of those programs, and I put on the sound of a campfire or a campsite in the background. And uh, I think it's really, really relaxing just to sit at home and chill or even out the back garden, stick on a a, a video or a sound file just of all that campfire sounds. And yeah, uh, I find it really relaxing and nice way to chill out when you for the days or the weekends when you can't get camping. Yeah, but I'd rather be camping. But let's just say life and exams. Does any of our listeners have family and friends doing exams? We wish you all the best of luck with that. I know you've got one and one or two of the camping crew kids are doing exams and we really do wish you the best of luck. And what I would say to the younger listeners, you know, the leave insert, is it called the intercert now or is it still the group cert? It's the, the junior cert. The junior cert and the leave insert. You know, especially the there's there's always there's always a career in radio. Look at me, successful radio for the same time. Believe me, I didn't do too good in my exams. It's not the end of the world. However, it is the end of the podcast. Episode 155. Please do get in touch if you want to discuss any of the topics we were talking about tonight, or if you've got information about any topic that we've covered or not covered in the past. Please get in touch. We love hearing about your uh, campsite suggestions, your views, your products, your, your news items, anything at all. Remember, we have the stickers for your motorhome, your caravan, your campervan, your car. We need your name, your address, and your air code. But you need our contact details, and Chris has all of our details. Our webpage is thecampingcrew.ie. Our email is campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at The Camping Crew. Instagram, you'll find us at The Camping Crew Podcast. Facebook, you'll find us posting uh, every Wednesday in all the good motorhome and camping groups, and sometimes even more often than that. Um, Forum-wise, you'll find us at motorhomecrack.com or boards.ie.
And of course, we're on campsitereview.com. We have a forum there. We've got a lot of new members over the past couple of weeks. Can I remind you as well, every Friday, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. This coming Saturday morning, I'm on one of our local radio stations, Waterford's local radio, WLR at 10 a.m. with a lady called Maria McCann talking about all things camping, especially in around the Waterford area. If you see us on site, please do come up and say hi and remember we normally have stickers and pens on board as well from me Aaron Birchall stay safe till uh, we meet you again or at least until next week's podcast yeah it's goodbye from me Chris and we're hoping you're enjoying the podcast if you are please subscribe and tell your camping friends all about us well that's it for another podcast from the camping crew thanks for listening and do join us again very soon safe camping Mm -hmm.